I'm Maggie Forbush, and we are people who sell stuff. No topic is off limits. I'm your sales and marketing expert, entrepreneur, and business and life coach. We'll be tackling what it means to be a human pursuing personal and professional growth through weekly discussions, as well as interviews with coaches, professionals, and of course, people who sell stuff. If you're interested in sales, marketing, and self-development, you're in the right place. Hello, and welcome to People Who Sell Stuff. I'm Rachel Kringoli. I'm a spiritual life coach, and I help women wake up so they can do, be, and have everything that they are wishing for. Ooh, I love that, Rachel. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I know we're going to talk a lot about money and probably a bunch of other things because we just like to go kind of where the conversation takes us. <laughs> um, but I'm so happy to have you on here. Um, for those of you that don't know, well, I, I feel like I need to give a little background because we met on a like a virtual, I'm going to say retreat, but it was more of like a virtual summit, right? Like conference. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And as you're saying that, I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like I've known you forever. And that was, that was like a few years ago. Yeah. That was like two How years fun. ago almost. It's <laughs> <laughs> so crazy. But I just remember it was so funny because we were on that and it was like, we all had to introduce ourselves and stuff. And, um, you had reached out to me cause we both came from like the medical background, you as a nurse and then me and like medical sales and stuff. And you reached out to me and there was just something about you that I was like, I need to get to know this woman. <laughs> like, I need you in my life. I don't, I don't understand, but like, we're going to talk and whatever. And now I consider you one of my like best friends I've ever met on the internet. <laughs> I love you so much. Was it, I'm like, was it because I bawled my eyes out on the last day to everyone? I was like coming into my being. <laughs> oh my gosh. I feel like we both had like major breakthroughs. You had that too. Yeah. I was yeah. like so shy. I mean, I, I'm kind of a shy person. Like I'm kind of a quiet person. People might not know that. Like I was like, to me talk online, but like in a group setting, I was like really quiet. And then they like had me talk on the last day and or like ask yeah. me, I don't know. I like came out of my shell a little bit. You did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I love that. I wanted to be your friend, like just as much. So yes, we willed it. I willed it to happen. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it so, so much. Oh. Okay. So tell us a little bit more about what you do and how you work with women. And let's just start there. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, always try to condense this story, right? All of our life stories can weave together so beautifully, but my my story begins with nursing that I worked, as you said, um, as an oncology hospice nurse. And I was in that world for 15 years, but I was a nurse for 12. Um, and I had worked as a nurse's aide for three years and I just kept seeing the same stories in women over and over and over again. And I'm like, okay, obviously this has to be connected. <laughs> like I'm, I'm a big science nerd, but I've always had this intuition and this voice inside and I just nerded out and dug really deep on how our emotional health impacts every part of our life. And of course, health is one of that, but really seeing like, oh my gosh, women who just genuinely like who they are, women who talk nicer to themselves, women who believe in a higher power, women who are motivated you know, from something outside of themselves, they did better. And women who were able to speak up with their needs actually say, hey, this is what I want to do and ask 
ask us questions, like take up our time to say, Hey, you're going to sit here with me. And so we figured this out. Like they commanded the room and they had this energy about them that they put themselves first. And of course, parallel universe, like my personal life, I was not putting myself first whatsoever. I was in a terrible relationship and settling and not knowing my worth. And I started to see myself in my patients. And it just all like, it was a combination of the personal professional, just like Cosmo together. And I decided, you know what? I want to help people live. I, I hired a coach myself and got my, got my shit together and just learning how I was like self-sabotaging and not seeing my worth and putting all of my trust in other people and just letting them make decisions for me of who I was. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm doing the same thing. (laughs) I see my patients doing. And so it really just brought me to a point where now I work with women one-on-one private coaching. I have a group community called Life Force, and we just dive into all of the spiritual energy of our lives and being able to put ourselves through and just even like socially, like letting people misunderstand us and our own, like focusing on our own growth and our own happiness first and how that's actually such a root of health. Like I just, I see women literally like they wake up, they're like, oh my gosh, I've never thought of this before. And like, I've never been able to put myself first. And like, finally they're in the driver's seat to say, let's go. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I just, your story just like warms my heart of like the transformation you have, just like the work that you did do and now are doing because of like everything that you've learned. And like, I know with like us, like you've worked with me (laughs) on the sense of like helping me kind of open up to like energy and just all that kind of stuff and like clearing out and like I don't even want to say understanding because it's like minimal understanding from my side. Connecting. Um, but like, so I, I guess my, my question for you or like my request is like for those of us that are so new to this, like energetics of things and like the spiritual side of stuff. Um, I know for me, you helped me move a ton of energy, like through my body, out of my body, that kind of stuff. Um, but like, what does that really in, entail? Like for someone that's like, what does this mean? Spiritual life coach, like moving energy. Like, what would you tell them? I think first, just like open up your mind to the possibility. Like women and you, you know, you came to me and like you buy into the belief that like, oh, I, there's something I can do about this. Mm-hmm. I think that first and foremost, like as long as you believe there's something you can do about it, you can tap into energy because it's connecting yourself back to just the source inside of like, oh, wait, I have a say. I can, this isn't just happening outside of me. Where can I connect in to do something about this first and foremost? And then just like with the utmost love, everyone, you need to like, shut up, (laughs) stop (laughs) thinking about it and stop talking to so many people to try to figure it out. All your type A's. Most of my clients are very type A in their head overthinkers. And it's like, you need to actually stop looking for a solution of how do I figure this out? and quiet yourself down enough to listen to your body of like, what is my body telling me? And I know, I know that that question can stretch people because they're like, I don't know what, what wait, we're not conditioned to listen to our body, right? We're conditioned to think very masculinely of like, what is the solution? You give me a problem and I need to figure out there's like a right or wrong way. And just being able to quiet down to be like, okay, maybe like, what if I've been afraid to do? What am I afraid of here? 
what do I actually want to happen? And when you can slow down and actually be really honest about what you want, and that all comes from our heart, that all comes from our spirit and our source inside, the answers come like that. And, and the healing comes, the solution comes, the money comes from that, like slowing down when we stop looking so much outside of ourselves to really quiet down to say, what's important to me here? What am I sad about? What am I missing? Right? Like, et cetera, et cetera. I can extrapolate like so much on that, but just really quieting, quieting yourself and being courageous enough to slow down and just be with yourself, whether that's journaling, whether that's working with the coach, saying a prayer or doing a meditation, but those like the quietness is how you start and how you connect with your own energy. Oh my gosh. I think that's so true of like the, the type A or the, you know, like I'm Enneagram three, which always makes me laugh. Like I, I think I was <laughs> yesterday, I was like, is my Enneagram three showing? Like, you know, just very that like yes. drive, drive, drive. My brain, I've like been trained to go into that masculine thinking and stuff. So like a lot of people will relate. And I, I it's funny too, because like I end up working with a lot of people that are kind of like in the perfectionist zone or like very masculine thinking and trying to, you know, what's the right, I mean, I had a voice note from a client yesterday that was like, what's the right next step? And I was like, whatever you want it to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No you, what right do you, yeah, yeah. There's a thousand, right? There's a thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's what is best for you. Right. And trusting that I think so much goes back even when we, even when we hear the answer, sometimes it's going to seem too obvious and too easy of like, that can't be it. This just came to me. This just, this opportunity came, this idea came, this money came. And we were conditioned to just like push it away of like, there has to be a reason or how did I do that? That was a fluke or just not being able to like accept it. So yeah, like trusting when you get the idea, you get that, that nudge. And for some people, like we hear it, other people will see it. Um, some people can like have words that just flash colors, but trusting like, oh yeah, like, okay, this might be weird. It might feel really weird. You can't explain it. And that's okay. Yeah. How does but, like, can you trust you? that? It, honestly, it comes in a whim for me. Like a lot of times I'll, it comes as a word and then the information just comes from there. Wow. That's so yeah. cool. I clearly need to like practice this a, a lot more because I'm like, <laughs> I want to know how it shows up for me. <laughs> but journaling too. I mean, when I say that though, it also comes from the practices that I do to be able to tune in when life gets busy and loud. And I think that's the biggest practice of like, when you slow down, you might not hear it as you're slowing down, but you're going to hear it more in your day-to-day life because even amongst the chaos and the busyness, you're like, oh, wait, but I've practiced this. Like, I can hear myself. I can trust this. When I get an idea in a meeting and all of a sudden I want to like raise my hand, letting yourself, instead yeah. of being like, no, I never, I never raise my hand. That's not like me. Like, okay, like surprise yourself. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. that. Surprise yourself. Yes. I love that so much. So I'm going to pull out because you said earlier um, something that like sparked something in me about the like accepting money in or like, you know, it's something being a fluke. And I feel like that happens mm. so often with, I mean, especially the people I work with, cause they're all like, you know, business or working on their business stuff. Um, and it's that like not accepting when they do something that has worked as like yeah. actually working, you know? So it's like, 
they get a client yeah. or something and like they don't take responsibility for like I did this like I created this it's just like well here's all the excuses why I'm not responsible for this great result in my life and I'm like what you said made me like think of that so it sounds like you see that all the time also I do I do and it goes back to even just primarily like the energy of belonging where if I can create something that I see, I perceive that you can't, that actually can make me a threat to you. And then you're going to kick me out. You're not going to accept me as a friend, as a family member, you're going to judge, you're going to want things from me because I'm attracting this money. And we like, we don't even see it. It's very subconscious, but sometimes we self-sabotage in those ways, or we think like, oh, I can't do this again. Or that was too easy or I didn't earn this, right? It has to be hard just from this conditioning of, am I safe to make more money than I've ever made before? Am I safe within myself? Can I keep this money? Can I hold this money? What will I do with it, right? Like it's changing your own money story. And also, I, oh gosh, I feel like I was in flow there and I lost it. <laughs> this also happens in better too. I'm like, oh, I get there then. Um, but we were talking about accepting it. Um, oh, from the primal, from the primal way of with, okay, so with ourselves, that's where I was, of that I can actually create this. I'm someone that's safe enough that I know what to do and I can create this. Mm-hmm. And I'm safe enough to make more money than the people around me. And they're still going to love me they're still going to accept me. They won't judge me. They're not going to want things from me. And just feeling like I belong wherever I am. Like money is not the thing. And I know that was the thing for me for a while that I thought, oh, if I'm around people with money, I belong. I'm accepted. I'm good. Right. I have opportunities, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And just breaking that down, breaking all, all my stories about money down to like, no, it was never about the money. It was about what I was seeing in these people that I thought I had to be a certain way to fit in around people with money. I, for a while, me, I thought, cause the people that I was around with money, like, like my, my ex, like, yeah, he had money, but he didn't treat me well at all. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'm a better person without the money. Right. Like, mm-hmm. like, and I, I, I see this in my clients of, of they humble themselves down of like, well, I, people don't have things. So it's not fair that I have things that other people don't have. And the energy is, but you can't help the people you want to help who, if you don't have the money either, yeah. right? Like oh, you, yeah. you being poor doesn't help the poor, right? <laughs> right. You being sick does not help the sick. Like whoever you want to help or whatever your business does to help people, money is like your currency to help them more. Oh my gosh. I love that. That's such a, it's so funny because so in my early twenties, I uh, was an EMT. (laughs) I didn't ever, I wasn't ever like hired as an EMT. I like did the training and then my career path went like totally different. Um, but like, that was something they taught us of like, you have to make sure that you are physically safe before you go into like an accident scene or something, because if you go in there and then you get hit by a car, you're not saving anybody. <laughs> like you yeah. are the problem then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's like the same thing, right? Like if you are poor or not, like you can't pay your bills, how are you going to show up and help other people? How are you going to, you know, like the best possible thing I guess would be to have tons and tons of money. And so that you don't have to worry about anything in your life. And then you can actually help the people, right. Exactly. That need help. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We're still here, puppy. 
Oh, the pop PCS. Yes. Someone got a delivery. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. Oh my gosh. I apologize. That was like pretty mild for delivery, I would say. Like, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> my clients are very used to the, uh, I mean, it's like in ha half my training videos, I feel like my dogs are like working <laughs> in the back or something. Uh, okay, we're talking about money. We're talking about money. I'm bringing it back here. Um, also this like feeling ashamed about having money. Like I know I grew up mm -hmm. with yeah. this narrative around like people with lots of money are assholes or they must've done something bad to get that money or like they weren't present for their family. And so what was weird for me, I know in deconstructing kind of like some of my money beliefs and it's something I have to do like all the time of like, okay, what's this thought? Like, do I actually agree with this money thought that I'm having? Like, I still have to do that a lot. Yeah. Um, but what I found for myself is that like, I had created this, like, I need to make, I need to make a lot of money so that it shows that I'm successful and like worthy of love in the mm -hmm. sense of like, I've done something good with my life, <laughs> but I can't make too much money because then I must be an asshole. And, but I had no idea, like, what the bottom point was and what the high point was. And so it was just this like limbo land of like, what's too much money and what's like not enough money. Yeah. Um, and I know like transitioning out of my corporate life, um, you know, high paying sales job to like, I'm going to run my own business and, you know, things fluctuate so much when you like get into a coaching business and you're trying to figure everything out and like total like money identity crisis for me. Yeah. Um, it's just so interesting that like almost separating myself from the amount of money. And like, like you said, like you were talking about, like, what was it about the people with money that you wanted to spend time around or that you thought was good or, you know, identifying all of that, but like, talk to me more about this, like feeling of ashamed or like not belonging and it's so funny because some people might oh, yeah. feel like they don't belong because they don't have enough money or they don't belong because they make more money than other people. It's like you can't win. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And I can I can share what like helped burst my bubble too around this thought. Um, I mean, growing up, it, it seems like everyone around me had money and we were fine. Like we were middle class. We didn't go on vacations every year. Like you know, but we didn't have cable TV. Like we would, our vacations would be driving to Chicago to see my family, which like was like a 12 hour car ride. Um, but I went to a private all girls high school. So from seven to 12th grade, I mean, I was around a lot of money and it always just felt like there was something that was missing. And it's, again, it's so funny because it was never about the money. Like it was me. I didn't know who I was. <laughs> I was like, I just wanted to fit in and be liked. And I saw the girls that treated me really mean, like they had a lot of money. And so it was just from a young age kind of connecting, oh, bad people have money. So if you're a bad person, you have money. Therefore, I don't want to be a bad person. So I guess I'm not going to have a lot of money. <laughs> or like, But I, I saw it as like a state complex. I was like, no, I'm, be I'm better than the people with money because I'm a nice person. Interesting. Oh, totally. Right. Like our brains are crazy what they can do to us. So, right? and it was my, it was Before my coach. They tell us, was, huh? Totally. Totally. And it was my very first coach who pointed that out. She's like, oh, so you think you're better than them because you're nice. 
And I was like, no. And she's like, yes, it's exactly what's happening. I'm like, oh, this is what I've done. No wonder. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hiding myself from making money because I think I'm going to turn into a bad person. Mm. I was sabotaging myself in that way. So that was a huge light bulb. But what helped me really decondition what you said about, you know, well, maybe, you know, they're assholes and they lied to get their way here and they, their family, they inherited the money. Mm-hmm. And I was using that against myself. And I popped the bubble and I was like, you know what? Maybe that's true. Maybe it's absolutely true. Like they didn't work for their money, which I can tell another story. We'll go into this. Um, You know, maybe they didn't work for their money or maybe they don't treat people well. So what? Like, so what? Is that going to stop me from sharing my gifts with the world and charging people for that and making money? for that, where I can make more of an impact in such a loving way. Like, why am I going to let someone else, like, even if it's true, who cares? Yeah. 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 It's, yeah and, to have them in your life. If you don't like them as a person, regardless of how much money or little money they have. Right. And these were not even people that were my friends or that were in my life. This was just me wanting to be in my righteous castle <laughs> far away from them. Um, But where I think that originally stemmed from and where I walk my clients, my private clients through something called a personal love map. And we look at, we look at a lot of things with your ancestors and your grandparents and your parents and what they were taught about love, family, money, et cetera. But for me, my money story really came from like my immigrant grandfather who, who came over, you know, when he was in his teenage years and he didn't have enough to come to Ellis Island and some good Samaritan gave him the rest of the money. So there was always this energy of number one, be super grateful for what you have. Like, don't ask for more, be grateful. (laughs) What you have is enough. Even if you want more, like what you have is enough, but really like you have to work hard. Your name is your reputation. So don't tarnish it and work. You have to work hard for money. And that to me, it was just like, that was the foundation. And so breaking free from that story too, of like, that doesn't have to be my story. And I have, I'm thinking of one client in particular where like, when she saw that her brain was, she was just like, that was the connection. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. My, and it was her dad. It wasn't even like, at least mine was one generation removed. Like it was her dad. And it was like, yeah, like that was their story. They had to work very, very hard. So anyone with immigrants, like closely in your, in your lineage, like that's, that was true for them. Mm-hmm. That was true. He had one opportunity here. He had to get it right. He had to survive. He had to make the money in the ways that he had to do it. He had to grind. And I'm so grateful and God bless him. Like, I feel like some of my tenacity is because of him and God bless. He created this path for me. Like it doesn't have to be hard now. Yeah. It's not hard for me. And I get to make money doing something that I absolutely love. Like, oh my gosh, I love that. I'm grateful for that. And if we can start shifting the conversations we have about money to this energy mm-hmm. where it's fun and we get to like play with it and be grateful and do beautiful things and normalize, like normalize hands, money in the hands of women who are doing big, beautiful things in this world. Like, let's go. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so true. That like working hard thing 
of like, you have to work hard, you have to grind. It's almost that like hustle culture a little bit of, you know, but it comes, it's like so much deeper. It's like, we get that from like social media a little bit. Now there's also like a spin where it's like going the other direction, but we also, I feel like so many of us, it's so funny because so many of us around, I would say like in our thirties ish millennial type age, Mm have this story of like, you have to work hard. Like there's certain things you do, you check these boxes and you have to work hard. And it, it's interesting you sharing about like, whether it's a parent or a grandparent or maybe even a little bit further back, but like how that story has been passed down. You know, I think yeah. about like my great grandparents came over to the United States and like, you know, didn't have a lot, worked really hard. My grandparents worked really hard. You know, my my dad had to, like my grandfather was injured when my dad was a baby. And then my dad had to help like run the family business and then go to college and take care of the parents and you know, all the stuff. So there's all this like work hard things. And like, in talking with them, he's always just like, Wait, what do you do? Like how much do you have to work? And like all that kind of stuff. And it's like the questions that he asks, I can see come from that. Like you must work hard narrative. Yep. And it's just so interesting because it's like trying to break free from that and like still having those little, it's almost like leaks, right? Like totally. <laughs> that try to like point you back and you're like, I, I don't want to subscribe to that belief yeah. anymore, <laughs> but like, like leak holes poked in or something. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when I, when I started my coaching business, you know, I was still working as a nurse and I remember my dad, we had such a beautiful conversation and it, it came from a place of love, but he genuinely was like, but you worked so hard for your nursing degree. Like, why do you want to leave that? And I think for him, it was, it was absolutely his conditioning of like, you go to school, you get a degree and you work hard for that. And I, like, I could just see it in his eyes and just having to say like, I, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing without the nursing. Like that was always a part of it. And thank you. Like, thank you for that experience. And I'm not tied to it. Yeah. I'm not tied to it anymore. And now, you know, with the money I've made, they're like, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh, you're fine. It's cool. You know, like sometimes you have to just let your own perseverance be bigger than other people's fears with that. But knowing, but understanding like other people's fears of that too. Again, it goes back to the belonging of like, yeah, but then you're going to end up on the street. What are you going to do? And why would you leave this behind? Why would you leave a good thing behind, right? If you are someone that comes from, you're making a lot of money for entrepreneurship. Why would you leave a good thing behind to follow this? Sometimes you just got to prove. exact questions that I got like over and over and over again. I'm like quitting my job. Everybody's asking me that. My parents or my dad, my, you know, my brothers, like, I just am like, it's going to be okay. (laughs) It's going to be fine. I'm just going to keep telling myself that. Yeah. And let them, let them be uncomfortable, right? Just let them. It's okay. It's okay. Cause they're dealing, they're coming with their own story Mm -hmm. and that's okay. Yeah. How do you practice that, that part of it of, um, really that leaning into your own knowing and like trusting yourself. And especially when you have, you know, other stories or questions or comments that are coming from people that you really love and respect that like aren't aligning with the direction that you're trying to go or the direction that, you know, you're changing your life in. Like, how do you, I'm sure a ton of women that you work with go through that. I'm sure you've gone through that. Like, what is your advice in that area? Yeah. I love this question. Honestly, I think a lot of it is just acceptance 
And a really powerful tool that I use for myself over and over again is just reminding myself, like we're all doing the best with what we know. And for anyone around me that like might be questioning it or judging it or et cetera, it's like, they're literally, they're just doing the best with what they know. And until someone else is comfortable with questioning what they know or wanting to learn more, it's not my place to try to convince or put anything on them. It's, it's only my place to look forward of what am I doing? Why am I doing this? And what do my people need? And so I don't, I just don't even get caught up with looking over there anymore because it's, it, what their, their thoughts or their questions, it's not from a place of judgment, it's from a place of fear and misunderstanding. Mm. And if they, if they're not in a place to genuinely like want to understand, and y'all know, like when I say energy, like you can read the room, you know, when you're having a conversation with someone, whether they're asking out of genuine, like I genuinely want to understand this, or if they're really judging and afraid and being like, I don't think you should do this, (laughs) right? Like you can pick up on their energy and their cues. Yeah. So just kind of that loving acceptance of, okay, yeah, of course they would ask me. Of course they're going to judge me. Of course they're not going to get this. And they're not my ideal person. They're not the person I'm selling to. So it's okay. Like they don't need to, I can still love them. They can still love me without us needing to, you know, yeah. I can still love them, even if we're not on the same page with this. Right. Because I feel like yeah. that's that belonging part or like, that's what comes up for me of like, you know, if, if they don't understand me or if they don't agree with my decisions, like they're not going to love me for some reason, like that's yeah, yeah. the story that my brain wants to offer. Yeah. And so it's like, so challenging, like you get, I get questioned or something and it's like, for me, I know that I still have that immediate reaction of like, oh my God, they're withdrawing love. Yeah, <laughs> or, right. You know, yeah. Like, I don't belong yeah. or I'm wrong in some way. And I know that like, again, for me, it's like, I have to stop and be like, okay, like that's not the case. <laughs> like, yeah. let's talk ourselves off the ledge a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And actions so much of the time speak louder than the words, right? That it's like, I, even if I try to explain this to you, just let this, like, I trust, I trust me. Right. And then sometimes having that courage, say like, I trust me. I'm going to ask you to trust me too. And if I fall on my face and if it all fails, then like, okay, I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> but like, yeah. it's on me. Right. People just want to like protect us and love us. Yeah. End of the day. That's so true. That, that protection and that love of like, it comes from that place. They, they want to see us thrive and do well. And, and that's their lens that they see thriving and doing well. And they don't have a, you know, a different picture, the same picture that we've created. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel like this, you said this before we got on the call, something about like, don't put me in a box. And I feel like this is what <laughs> it is because it's like, yeah. people have this like lens of like, this is what you need to do to like be responsible and successful and like live a, you know, great adult life. <laughs> and I feel like yep. that's like, Yep. People have boxes that they try to put us in. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, they, part of, they put us in those boxes because we've put ourselves in those boxes, yeah. you know, like the, and there, there's different stages of our life. Like let yourself grow, let yourself, let yourself be a different person. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's, I love that you just said that because you said that. And I immediately was like, oh my God, what box have I created for myself? Like <laughs> I, and I know exactly like, I'm like oh my God, I've created a, quite a steel, steel box that I like put myself in and I'm like, oh my gosh. have been trying to break out of it and like doing a pretty good job, but like, it's a pretty big box that I created for myself. And I see, it's so funny looking back at like, my career path and being like, oh, I built a really strong box for myself. And then, you know, trying to get out of it, I feel like I'm like, I don't know, removing chains almost that are like still attached to the box. It's like yeah. every week there's like, oh, here's a new one that I didn't realize. Was <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. The evolution of growth. Yep. Yep. That, that ache in your belly where you're just like, why do I feel like I have heartburn 24 seven? It's the growth. Yeah. That's just the growth, my friend. Yeah. I'm so proud. Oh my gosh. So how do you help people like, or like maybe you have a story from someone that you feel comfortable sharing? Obviously we don't like to like call out our clients or anything, but like, um, of somebody that built themselves a box, maybe it's you or, um, kind of at that stage of like, don't put me in a box and like being much more expansive than any box. Right. Because like, mm. I feel like in our conversations that we've had, there's so much more like flow and just being and like no box can contain us and that's okay like we don't need to be labeled a certain way or anything like that yeah oh no I love example to share yes oh I do I love this question made me think of a specific client and I know she'd be like go for it sure where in in the corporate environment she she had worked her way up in in the corporate environment and had gotten kind of like the bitchy persona that she's like, people just, they think I'm a bitch and they're scared of me. And they're like, not taking me seriously because of it. Like, they don't want to come to me. I'm not being, I'm not getting included in things. And I'm like, and again, we had to like, really look at her family, like her personal love map of like the energy that she wanted and she was leaving with was power. So she thought that to be powerful, you had to be loud. You had to be assertive, et cetera. And for her, like just taking herself out of that box to be like, okay, like power to me, how can I be powerful in a way where I'm still approachable? Like falling back in love with her power as not this like, and sometimes, right, we need to be assertive. And how can you be assertive with the utmost respect for the people around you? And so much of it was like, okay, let people think what they're going to think. Like you've already, you think people think this about you. I guess you have this reputation. Okay, stop fighting it. Mm-hmm. And just start acting the way that you want to be seen and set. Oh my gosh, that's so like right. <laughs> apply right? that everybody. <laughs> Rich, you need to say that again. <laughs> this is such a good example. And then that right there was just like mind blown. Yeah. Yeah, because and what she found, so when she was quieter in meetings, people paid attention of like, this isn't like her, what's going on? Right. And when she like just would raise her hand to be like, I'd like to offer my thought instead of just brazing of like, here's what I think we should do. Like, right. The energy shifts in the room. Yeah. So it's not by trying to convince people with your words and let me try this. It's like, okay, like let them think what they think and just start acting the way that you want people to, to see you as. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so good. That's Thank so you. good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I love what's so funny to me. This is like kind of a little like side note, but like so much through coaching and 
you know, working with people like you, meeting people like you, meeting other coaches, you know, my own work. There's so much stuff that comes up that I'm like, this would have been so helpful when I was in my career. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It would have been so life-changing, like so very, very helpful. And it's so funny because it's like, I didn't learn any of this until I left, but I feel like this is funny for me too, because I felt like I wouldn't have learned any of this if I hadn't have left. Mm, you know, I love that. Like I yeah. needed that change for myself in order to like learn these things and see these things. And like, that's not saying that that's everybody's path. Like, I like highly recommend people like you don't need to like do something totally drastic. This is just the path that I walked. Right. Yeah. Um, but that of like, let people think what they're going to think because they already, you don't know, you probably, you might be making some of it up to some degree, or you might be spot on with it, but that like, that doesn't mean that you can't change and start acting the way you want to, right? You're not like beholden to act the way that they think you're going to act, right? Right. And like making that change for yourself and really like deciding how, you know, if for her case, right, that like, how can I be powerful in a way that's still respectful and that like feels good for me and feels, you know, is the way I want to be. And it sounds like she saw like a major change in her experience. Yeah. 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 So good. It's so good. (laughs) So, so good. Oh my gosh. Wow. Wow. All right. What else, what else do we need to cover? (laughs) Anything else that we talk about money or energy, or I feel like this one to like power. I love it. (laughs) The power of who we are, but right. Like just, I think just deciding like, this is who I want to be. And instead of making it so complicated, it's just thinking, okay, if this is who I want to be, what would she do? And then just doing it and not to say that's uncomfortable. <laughs> like it definitely is uncomfortable at first, but it, it's literally, it can be that easy when you feel like if you're stuck in this box, you have this money story of like, okay, who am I with money? If we want to tie it back into that, like, mm-hmm. who am I with money? How do I wake up every day? How do I feel? What do I do? And then just start doing those things. If it's like celebrating every time a payment comes in, even if it's like a $20 payment, $50 payment, $100 payment, $1,000, like whatever, celebrate it. Love it. Like I send my people like handwritten thank you cards, like, cause I just get so excited still where I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Like yeah. it, because it's such a huge opportunity when someone invests, that's a huge step for them. Mm-hmm. So like what does, like if you're making six figures, however much, whatever your goal is, let's even start five figure months, right? A four figure month for some people, they're like, I just want to make my first hundred dollars. <laughs> like, yeah. I think sometimes we get so, you know, caught up yeah, in like, bigger. <laughs> the bigger vision. It's like, well, let's actually talk about when you're first starting out. Like, how do you want to react? How do you want to celebrate? Are you looking at your bank account every day? Are you paying your bills? Are you okay? Can you celebrate paying the minimum? Or I'm so grateful. I just transferred a credit card to 0% and like celebrate your money, celebrate your debt in that way, but like stop beating yourself up because you've done certain things with your money or you've thought about money and just start moving forward every day of, okay, what is my best self? What is my best self? My millionaire self? How does she treat money? What does she think about it? What would she do? And just start doing it. Let yourself. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) 
it's so it's so fun to talk about like to recognize like that doesn't mean that like you're gonna go spend your money like you have a million dollars in the bank but it's more that like who is she like you said like how do I wake up in the morning what what am I thinking about what am I you know yeah like where is her attention going right right and there's so many things that we can do to show up as a person we want to be whether that's in relation to money or just life I guess anything in life anything 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 absolutely that are just that's just like free. Yeah. <laughs> free 99, yeah. right? Like yeah. <laughs> how am I going to carry myself? Like but we have the choice. Am I not? Like, you know, am yeah. I someone that wears this? Am I someone that shows up in a hoodie? Do I, you know, dress nicer? Like how who am I? And how do I how do I want to show up for myself? Yeah. Yeah. And letting yourself, just letting yourself. Yeah. It's so every damn day. Because I feel like that there's that there's going to be a hurdle for people. Cause I know I've, I've seen this too, with like the, you start showing up in a certain way. Maybe it's like, I'm going to, you know, dress a little nicer or something. I don't know. Right. Like I'm gonna wear a blazer to work instead of not. And, and yeah. then everyone's like at work, like, Oh, fancy day. Or, you know, like make some comment. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's that, that, those are like those leak holes that get poked. Yeah. And it's yep. like, hmm. And it's like, yes, I am. Honestly, walk in that energy of like, yes, because again, anyone who's going to have an opinion or like make a a shrewd comment like that, they've got their own story. They're working off of what they know and what they know has nothing to do with you. Yeah. Like this will set you free. (laughs) Like, please stop worrying so much about what people think. They're going to think it. They're just going to think it. What is that saying of like, I don't remember. It has to do with like the years, like in your twenties, you're so worried about what people think about you kind of thing. And then you're th- whatever. Um, but it's basically that like people aren't probably thinking that much about you. They're more worried about no. themselves. Absolutely. Right. Cause how you so whatever they the say is a reflection of what they think about themselves or like what's going on in their own brain. Like, absolutely. And, you know, absolutely. Because yeah. Yeah. And what if that person wearing the blazer is actually like, oh no, do I need to dress up more? Or are they trying to get a promotion? Is my job in jeopardy, et cetera? They're going straight to their own fears and insecurities. And that one comment is showing them all of their own fears and has nothing to do with you. Yeah. So wear the blazer and own it if that's your dive. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? You're into that. Wear it if you're not, don't. Right, right. Treat the office to coffee because you feel like it and it's it's fun for you to do, right? Like yeah. do the things that are making you feel good and the good it just compounds. Yeah. It just compounds around you. Oh my gosh. Love it so much. Love it so much. All right. So as we wrap up, this has been so fun talking about all these things. Um, any final thoughts? Any final things like I'm gonna ask you about your programs and stuff, but any final okay. thoughts on energetics and money or just, you know, stepping into that side of like accepting yourself and like feeling belonging in yourself? Yeah. I think first and foremost, if there's a money story that you have, like just forgive yourself a little bit of like, oof, okay. I've been really hard on myself or like forgiving ourselves for what we don't know to be able to move forward to say, okay, this is what I know now this is how I want to treat my money now. And really with the most like love and conviction, like if you have a money goal, love your reason behind it. 
if it's because you want to buy a certain thing, if it's because you want to leave your career, if it's because you want to like be able to meet more people or travel to this place, actually like love it with the most genuine, excited love, not the like grasp be like, I need this. I deserve this love. That's not love (laughs) with that energy, but with the most like celebratory love of like how you're going to feel when you do this, directing your energy towards money that way is going to change your relationship with it. It's going to help you look at the bills. It's going to help you look at your goals and feel less graspy because you become like in relationship with it rather than just, well, money is something that comes or it doesn't. It's like, no, I'm in a relationship. I'm in a partnership with money and how I feel about it, how I talk about it, how I treat the money I have, how I look at the money I have, it's going to come back to me. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So, so good. So good. Uh, I love talking with you so much. I know. I love this so, so much. All right. So if people want to find you, well, no, let's start with this. Okay. I know you have multiple programs. So you have your one-on-one, right? Yes. Yes. One-on-one and you do amazing stuff. Like I love that. Like what was the, like the looking back at your ancestral love and stuff your yeah your personal love map we do your personal, personal love map love. together I know you do like all the other things in there too you <laughs> wine and like all the fun stuff um so tell us like you know quickly like what what okay. are some of those things that you cover in your one-on-one okay so my one-on-one it's a four-month private coaching called soul coaching which is stop overthinking your life <laughs> trust your intuition trust your gut And just like you said, we do your personal love map. We do your inventory of being, which helps you get really clear about who you are, like what you actually want, what you actually desire, get crystal clear without the judgment or the doubt. I teach you my exact soul method so that you can catch yourself in real time when you want to go back to like, oh God, they're judging me. They're thinking me, what do I do? I'm failing. This is all a wreck that you can in an instant get back on track and tune back into your body of what's really going on. So that's all. And yeah, you get your human design blueprint, you get Reiki, you get me in your pocket if you need to, you know, message in between sessions. So yes, I just, I adore my one-on-one. There's something so, there's something sacred about one-on-one. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So cool. So cool. And then you have Life Force, right? Yeah. That's your like community or like group thing, right? Yeah. So Life Force, it's a year long membership and all my private clients get access to Life Force as well. For, for the year. It's my gift. Um, but Life Force is a one-year community of just spiritually curious women who want to put themselves first, who feel like they're going through a change or transition. A lot of people pleasers, a lot of like, again, the overthinkers, women who are, are entrepreneurs, who are going to the next level, who are like, I've been here for a while and I feel like I'm just stuck and I want to go to the next level. That's pretty much the energy in all of our lives. As moms who are rediscovering who am I past motherhood, (laughs) you know, like just really getting to the heart of who we are and learning how to communicate. There's programs every month. There's, you know, weekly trainings. There's a monthly challenge this week we're doing, or this month we're doing our next best self challenge. Um, And the monthly program for August is eternal essence. And it's all about our three divine feminine energies. So yes, it's so so fun. And then I know I, I like 
everyone needs to connect with you because you also do like fun pop-up offers here and there depending on like the time of year or like just how you're feeling or like if you get a download of something that's going to be really fun so like people need to like tune in um where can they find you online if they want to connect yeah. So my Instagram, come on, follow. It's at soul, S-O-U-L, soul, be well. So S-O-U-L-B-E-W-E-L-L. And then on Facebook, honestly, if you just want to friend me, Rachel Kringoli, um, I'm sure you'll tag everything in yes. here. Like find me as a friend. Um, I post lots of goodies there. And Spiritually Wise Women, oh my goodness, I love my free community. Spiritually Wise Women, um, I also do like little master classes and just little channel downloads in there. So if you're looking to dip your toes in the water, that's a great place to start. Perfect. Oh my gosh, Rachel. I just love you so much. Thank you so much. I love you. Today. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And all you wealthy women. I love you too. We're all wealthy. Yes.